Welcome back, everyone, to the Cancel for Maintenance podcast. If this is your first time joining us, we are a podcast that takes a behind-the-scenes look into the gritty, non-glamorous life of aircraft maintenance. We share some laughs, impart some wisdom, all in hopes of giving you that split-second relief in your day that can hopefully prevent a mishap. I am your co-host, Sixth. I'm MBP. And our third host, Shoreline, is here again in the back, silently monitoring our audio, making sure that our faces stay fit for radio. Uh, before we kick off this episode, uh, I'd just like to say thank you once again to everybody who voted for us slash nominated us for the People's Choice Podcast Awards. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we are finalists in one of the two categories that we were listed under. We will find out the results on September 30th. That's about the same day that runs in line with International Podcast Day. So that will be fun to hear. Um, we are the only aviation podcast. Uh, to be more precisely, we are the only aviation maintenance podcast listed anywhere on the finalist slates. So regardless of the results, it's an honor to be a part of it and more so to be finalists. And hopefully we win our category. Uh, we yeah, see it means it. a lot that you all took the time, you know, out of your schedules to go and vote uh, for us. Uh, you know, we, we wouldn't even been able to make it to the finalist slate without all of you doing what you did in voting for us. So much appreciated uh, from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, wouldn't be here without you guys. Very much so. And we see this as a win, not just for us as individuals, or I'm sorry, or an individual podcast. This is like a huge win for the maintenance community, period. Um, once again, thank you all so much for that support. All right, now on to other things. So earlier this month, an Instagram reel about an airline captain airing out his frustrations to the passengers during his pre-flight safety brief went viral and circulated throughout the interwebs. <laughs> Anyone who's ever worked in a service industry can relate really well to this captain's frustrations. Uh, there's always this wave of customers who just feel they are entitled to your servitude and they give you like less than subhuman treatment in some cases. Um, my hats off definitely goes to all the flight attendants out there who day in, day out have to deal with these kind of passengers or customers. And contrary to most people's beliefs, uh, your service and comfort is not the top priority of, of a flight attendant. Safety, safety, safety is their number one concern. And yep. all, all the other stuff like comfort, service, the peanuts, the drinks and taking your trash. That's all like just complimentary shit. It's like, we need to give these people something to do on a flight. That's really it. Okay. I was, you know, it's funny you mentioned it. So I don't, this isn't funny, but funny that you mentioned it. So I was on a flight to the East Coast uh, back in the beginning of the year. And on the aircraft we were on, I don't remember what model it was, make and model, but it had a, uh, you know, lavatories in the front, one in the middle, and then two in the back. Uh, so I was closer to the one in the middle. So I went, I got up and made my way towards the middle and I'm standing there. There's a, there's a kid inside the restroom already. And this lady comes walking back and she's like, you know, hands on top of each of the, each of the uh, headrests of, of the aisles, you know, making her way back. And she's standing there and she kind of looks up at me and then she like hits the door and I said, uh, Hey, there's a kid in there, you know? And then she was like, she didn't say anything. She kind of looked at me. And then her eyes rolled in the back of her head and then she just collapsed. And I, and I caught her on the way down and I was like, Oh my God, what's happening? 
fortunately she didn't hit her head on anything else but i'm telling you even even a, a smaller uh person when they go dead weight dead weight is is tough to carry <laughs> yes <laughs> you very, know very much and, so. Uh, so about the only thing i was able to do is prevent the head from hitting anything uh that would cause serious injury but collapsed uh regardless and the uh, flight attendants come come running up there to help out. And fortunately, about two rows back, there was a RN, uh, a guy there who was an RN. So he got up out of his seat, came forward and helped out. But, you know, all in all, and I, you know, I couldn't get back to my seat. So I had to stand. Um, I had to stand just kind of out of the way wherever I could. And as I'm standing there, another flight attendant comes past me. And there's somebody in the aisle said, are you guys going to? give us our drinks or what's going on. <laughs> a flight attendant looked at me and looked at that person with like, if they could, looks could kill, you know? And it was just one of those, like, you just saw what happened, right? Yeah. 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 I saw that, but it seems like they're being taken care of now. And I'm like, well, they're still laying on the floor. So, uh, until we get them back to their seat, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's just like like six said. Hat hat goes off to everybody in the service industry, flight attendants, you know, pilots, uh, people who work in food service. Holy cow! I I, I got to tell you, I was my uh, uh, Kool Aid manages a restaurant, and I was in there one day, you know, helping out, doing some things or whatever, and just the way the general populace comes in and you know, everybody, hi, good morning. How are you? How can I help you? Uh, and just the real snide attitudes, not even a hello back or anything. Just uh, give me this, 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 and make it and hurry up with it. Yeah. And, and you're, and part of me wants to go and they, and they keep a professional face and courtesy all the time. Cause I get it. That's your customer base and whatever else, but it took everything I had not to just grab handfuls of stuff, stuff it in the container and hand in the bowl, get the hell out, you know? Yeah. Hurry up and pay. Where's your card? Where's your card? You know? Yeah. Waiting on you. you <laughs> insufficient funds. Insufficient funds. Get the fuck out of here, broke ass. <laughs> you know? Well, thanks for the exercise, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it's, it's, uh, I'm glad there are people who can do that because I don't think I am one of them. Yeah. I'm not, or at least I'm not one of them that can do it for a very long time. Exactly. Yeah. Same here. I, I'm guilty of it too. And so like, what's some of the stuff that that pilot say during his brief? And granted, I can I can probably tell like it's been happening so often, and I can kind of contribute this to all the start back or the the restarts from COVID and all that. So a lot of people are like just like want to get out, want to go travel, want to just do things because they were quarantined for however many day, months, years, and so forth. But here's here's some of the stuff like the pilot said. He goes, uh, "Remember, the flight attendants are here for your safety. After that, they're here to make your flights more enjoyable." They're going to take care of you, but you will listen to them and they have to say, or they, they have to say because they represent my will in the cabin and my will is what matters. That is very true. Right. And yeah, I mean, a captain of a, of an aircraft is captain of the ship. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, their word is law at, at, at altitude. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Once that that cockpit, once those uh, doors closed, that's, that's their jurisdiction. Yes. I mean, as, as contrary as that may sound to a lot of people, or they just feel like we're, or they're just a bus driver or something like that. hundred percent false. Like 
that that captain's will as offending as that is is 100 true and uh he also goes on to say like uh you people should treat the way you want to be treated but i have to say it every single flight because people don't they're selfish and rude and we won't have it also true <laughs> uh he also goes on to say um about um people using their or listening to their phone on speaker mode or having phone conversations on speaker mode i don't know how many people still do this but i don't uh i can't do it like i i I hate airing out my business to other people to hear and i think that's maybe because of just some of the sensitivity uh areas that i've been in throughout my lifetime that i just can't fathom myself doing that (laughs) and um Uh, that that's i I'm still impressed that people do. I mean, I see it like walking on the streets or in the stores or whatever. People will do that. But I, I didn't know it was still happening on the actual aircraft. Yeah. So, I mean, like, again, like, I have no idea, like, how is this still a thing or why people still do it? But, I mean, keep your keep your conversations to yourself or keep your business to yourself. And he he's actually saying stuff like that. Or now you mentioned uh, being in the middle aisle or in the middle uh, part of the aircraft, and he the the pilot in command actually said something about that. Uh, he says, uh, "Middle seaters, I know it stinks being in the middle. Raise your hands." Uh, it's like uh, you own both armrests. That's my gift to you. Welcome aboard to the flight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how it is, though, right? The window gets the gets to lean on the on the on the wall and. Uh, aisle you get to lean sort of out into the aisle and you get a little bit more leg room but yeah middle gets the armrest yep uh there was also something he says about like uh uh don't put uh, put your junk where it belongs everyone paid for a space uh don't lean on people don't fall asleep don't drool on people unless you've talked about it and they have weather weather resistant jackets <laughs> uh, <laughs> so th- this kind of go he's kind of hinting at I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, okay, I'm assuming at this point, he's talking about like um, not harassing other people, right? Uh, I'm, there's been a huge string of uh, some passengers just being flat out ungovernable <laughs> or unruly on a flight. And a lot of times it involves the flight attendants, again, where they're being, they're harassing them, whether, whether it be mentally, emotionally, sometimes physically, and uh, there's, I think there's some instances where they'd have to land the plane so that the marsh air marshals can handle that passenger. And it, it sounds like you're doing the right thing when you're doing that to a passenger or, or, um, or another flight attendant. But imagine like, say like, uh, MVP and I were on a flight, we've paid however many hundreds of dollars to go on this flight. And then we have to delay or cancel it because some passenger just like felt the need to do what he or she wanted. And then we have to ground a plane and wait for uh, local authorities or law enforcement to remove this person. And then hopefully there's enough juice left in the plane to get this thing off and off again and land somewhere in time for your next flight. That, that right there, man, like it's just, yeah. I mean, imagine, imagine your flight was already delayed for weather or whatever. You finally get in the air. Somebody decides to be a jerk. You end up landing in a city, that was not your final destination. And now you're stuck there for hours on and missing connections, missing whatever, just, just because somebody thinks that they're above the law. And really at the end of the day, I think that's kind of what it is. I think some people just think they're exempt. Yes. I, I paid for this plane ticket and I can do whatever I want. 
Uh, no, but what I can do is let you off at any point during this flight. Let me just crack this door open and and uh, feel free to exit. <laughs> right. Be you know, walk, mind the mind the gap and beware of that first step. It's a doozy. Right. Uh, aim for the foliage. You know, <laughs> trees are your friend. <laughs> yeah. What was that from? Uh, uh, the other guys, uh, it was The Rock and Samuel Jackson. He was like, aim for the bushes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no bushes. <laughs> Foliage is your friend. <laughs> so we as mechanics, technicians, like we operate almost exclusively on hate and caffeine. So there's many opinions that we have about things. And in some cases, we're more than happy to let you have it. But we bite our lips on a lot because those outbursts of anger can lead to some consequences, which we may not be aware of or not be prepared for. Uh, You can ask almost any mechanic. If you want the absolute truth, just go down to the maintenance shop and then just kind of ask a question and you'll get so many, so much feedback and some ways you don't want to hear. It could be a question just like, are you guys, are you guys working on that G5 as they're working on the G5? Just wait for that response. Yep. The sarcasm is freaking hilarious. I love it. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We're not working on it. We're just trying to, we're just looking at it, you know, because sometimes what you can do is just look at it. <laughs> but the outburst that Pilot had, I can 100% relate to because, you know, if you, uh, just like as MVP mentioned with those uh, uh, service uh, peoples or people who work in the service industry, you get berated and beat up or have to do the same thing over and over and over and having to, deal with the same outbursts and and retaliation over and over it gets really it it wears you down really fast and at some point just like all right something's got to give and it ain't gonna be me and that's leads to stuff like that pilot doing the outburst and normally whenever some something like anger comes out it's never really the baseline emotion it's usually because of something else like uh your anger is in a, in a way, your internal justice system, right? Like something unfair has happened to you, some type of anxiety or stress or whatever. And that's kind of like your anger saying like, this is unfair. This is not right. And right, and rightfully so when the emotion is aimed in the right direction, it actually helps. But if you're just bursting it out and you have like uncontrolled, like like a runaway fire hose, then it just doesn't do anything, right? It's almost never the baseline emotions. Unlike a certain individual in a certain universe (laughs) where anger is the only emotion that they feel because anything else just causes extreme pain. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Angron. Angron is angry perpetually. Yep. It's like, you know, Angron, the Primarch of the 12th Legion of the uh, Astartes or Adeptus Astartes. The world eaters. (laughs) <laughs> you know <laughs> where having literally any other emotion besides anger will just like cause extreme un like yeah although to be fair i mean he did have uh against his will uh uh you know surgical implantations called butcher's nails yeah uh Im- embedded to enhance the uh state of anger and to subdue any other types of feelings Right. So uh, unless, unless that's you, where you have like surgical nails in, embedded in your brain that makes you feel nothing but anger. I mean, some days, let's be honest. Some days I think we feel that way, right? Yes. At least I do. Some days where I'm like, there's no reason. There has to be some reason why I'm, I'm, I'm as angry as I am right now. 
Yes. <laughs> I feel the exact same way. Uh, example of this, <laughs> example of this and why it's bad to display anger is uh, MVP and I were in this one company, this one organization where we were, we were managers of maintenance and operations, but we were treated like we're just the flight attendant. If we're going to relate this to, to something. And, and that's said. not to downplay the role of a flight attendant by all means. Right. You know, uh, so not, uh, not a shot at anybody in that, in that regards. Right. And it, it's, it's more or less saying like, we're trying to make, well, I'm trying to make this as, as relatable as possible. Like you as a flight attendant, you have a very strong priority, but people treat you less than human sometimes. So that's kind of how it was treated with myself and MVP. Like we were directing maintenance and operations, but everyone around us like treated us like we're just the bellhop. Like we're just, we're just there to exist. And so we had this one conversation with another manager from another department and we can tell this person was getting very testy with how they were answering questions. Like uh, their, uh, their anger has peaked and they stopped listening to logic. And in response myself i i lost my my cool and i responded with my anger because like why is this being such a problem why are you fighting us why are you like uh just being we're literally trying to help you yeah like help me help you your your unresponsiveness or your sarcasm is not helping and i i'm not i i admit i lost my freaking cool that day it's probably one of the few times i've ever lost my cool in the workspace uh so much so i've pretty much like physically threatened him. <laughs> and, uh, I'll never forget that. Right. And I didn't actually put my hands on him because, you know I mean? I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, um, I, yeah, it was just a verbal warning. Yeah. But the stuff I said, like really shut the room up, you know? And I think it's because they didn't expect that to come out of my mouth. And um, in hindsight, I, I wasn't expecting it. I can tell you, I can tell you that. <laughs> in, in hindsight and i think that's the reason why that having such outbursts of anger is actually bad for you in the workplace because uh whatever relationships or whatever bridges or whatever um uh, the line of efficiency you've made when that outburst comes it, it kind of weakens that a little bit and if you're doing it so much at some point people just like cut ties all together and say okay i'm not working with this person ever again because he or she is a hothead. He or she is always like just raging for whatever reason. Uh, or this person is just uh, in, in someone else's terms, leading with emotions, <laughs> air quotes. <laughs> and <laughs> it, it, does, it may not sound that bad for a lot of people, but imagine like you had a boss and the second you walk into work, the first thing they do is kick open the door and just start blaming, like shout match blaming you for stuff. At some point, right, like you just you're you revert back to your your kid years where you just turn off when your parents yell at you. And that's more or less like how that effectiveness is when your manager just comes in screaming for whatever reason. They're always mad, always blaming you, always finding something that you fell short on. You just tune them out like whatever, man. Like the second their voice level like raises a certain level or the moment their lips start flapping, just like brains off. On a on a mental vacation, I've, I'm checked out until you leave yeah. the room. <laughs> Automatically tuned out because it's always going to be some bullshit. You're always going to be angry, regardless of what whatever the situation is. You're unwilling to hear what caused the situation, both good or bad. So uh, it turns into that why try. Yeah, and uh, we've actually had some managers who doubled as instructors who would just fly off the hinge 
when there's nothing in the room that's like making you mad or like the students or, or whoever is listening to the lecture just sitting there, not a word out of their mouths. And then here's this person just like recollects all the anger he's ever felt in his life or his or her life. And then just starts blowing up for no reason. Like, I don't know what I, how I feel about this. <laughs> like, uh, everything you said up to in the lecture or the training up until that point is all dumped. Cause the only thing I'm going to remember is the fact that you threw your hands up in the air for something. <laughs> and, and then that's, uh, another reason why, like, um, having those kind of uh loss of control is what we call it is is ineffective in the workplace i'm probably triggering every single mechanic ever in the world right now because like that's literally what keeps us awake <laughs> is the anger yeah. me, besides the caffeine but again like the, just like little bursts for because of injustice like some kind of unfairness it, it's understandable we get it like, why do we have to come in on a Saturday? Why didn't we just do this uh, uh, like two days ago when we had all the time in the world to do it? You know, that's that's warranted. That's perfect. But if it's for every single fucking thing, it gets real annoying and it gets real old very fast. And at that point, it's like, ah, whatever. Like, here's your Sunday, Saturday, Sunday work. Bitch about it if you want. You're still coming in. You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm-hmm. espe- especially from a manager standpoint. If the first emotion that's received whenever you say anything is anger, like you tune it out that you start becoming that, um, that one manager who just doesn't care about your feelings. Uh, I think we've talked about this in a previous episode too. Like you're just tired of trying to be like the, the boss of justice that you just like, you know, I'm just going to bo- I'm just going to be your manager period because whatever I do, it's either never enough or your your first reaction is some form of anger and kickback. Like, whatever, man. Like, here it is. Deal with it. You know? Yeah, I think it takes the... It removes the human factor out of the equation. Uh, it, it, if you're saying you're being the manager and you're trying to give direction and it's being received with anger by your people, is that what is that what you're leaning in with here? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, so... So at some point though, right? So as man, you know, I, I know speaking for myself, I try to I feel like I'm more in tune with with my team than I would say a lot of other managers are or that I've experienced. But at some point though, it does get to when everything, hey, you might look at this and it's everything's bullshit and everything sucks or uh or just blatant ignoring it. Uh, it's like it's like, okay, well, uh, next time they come, hey, I have an issue with this. Sounds like that's your problem. I, I don't know what to tell you. Right? It's, it takes that human interaction out of the equation. We all become robots at that point. You, yep. you lose uh, empathy, right? And so I just went through some uh, effective communication training the other day uh, as part of some remedial stuff on how to be a more effective communicator. And one of the key principles to effective communication is, is empathy, Mm -hmm. uh, understanding where the other person's coming from. Right. So, so in communications, a two way street. So as if I'm the manager and I'm going, Hey, six, uh, we need to look into this. We need to create a metric for that. Can you mind jumping on this grenade over here and, and fixing that? I know it wasn't scheduled, but here we are. Uh, and then, you know, you can, uh, and six is just pissed off about it and, hooting and hollering and whatever else that's, you know, like, okay, why is he upset about it? 
you know, trying to figure that out. But by the same token, if six is never going, Hey, MVP's asking this, he's not really demanding. He's coming to me. He's not, he, he's saying, Hey, I know, I know he's recognizing that the current situation is we're swamped, but I don't care. I, it's all about me, me, me. Well, eventually MVP is going to go, okay, well, it's all going to be you, 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 then, then I'm going to re- react with me, 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 and let's play rock, paper, rock, paper, rank and see who, who wins. Yes. You know, <laughs> and that's what it comes down to, right? Eventually it comes down to, okay, well, I'm your boss. So, well, that's a bullshit answer. And that's, that's what it is though. You know, mm-hmm. I tried to reason with you. Yep. And, and then that's how it all perpetuates the cycle can, and the cycle continues once again. <laughs> right? So again, it all boils down to empathy and understanding that anger is not always the baseline emotion, right? It's, there's always like a layer behind it. Like what's really coming off here. It's rare. If ever anger is the, is the core response, unless someone is just perpetually angry for Literally anything, freaking breathing makes you angry. Being all being existing in this plane of existence makes you angry. I'm I'm sorry to say, like, I can't help you there. But um, normally, when anger is the response, there's some other stuff driving it, like some stresses in or outside of work, some kind of fear, some kind of anxiety, some kind of hardship, or undue injustice is occurring, and you just may not realize it. And that goes into what MVP was saying about that empathy. Like understanding what that means. It's that emotional intelligence, that ability to, to interpret and understand and control emotions that makes that makes or break a team, especially if you're the manager. Because uh, as we've uh, uh, talked about earlier, if you're the manager where your first response is to fly off the hinge, no one's going to want to work with you, period. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter uh, how much you pay somebody. If your initial response is beration and... F- some kind of verbal or physical harassment by some kind of anger outburst, you're going to lose people quick. So uh, one of the ways to help mitigate or manage this is for one is to own your own anger, right? Realize that you are mad (laughs) for one, because I've done it before myself where like, I don't realize I'm being mad. I just see that as like, I'm, I'm just getting my point across. (laughs) And sometimes uh, I don't even realize that, I'm coming off as very strong. And by strong, I mean like I'm, I'm trying, I'm using a certain volume level to get into your skull. <laughs> and yeah, well, it's one of those, like, uh, I need you to make sure you hear where I'm coming from. And I get that. And I get that. Cause I've ran a situation like, Hey man, we can have a conversation. Just, just tone it down. Or it might even be like, man, why are you yelling? Oh, I, I didn't realize I was yelling. Yeah. No, you were. Okay. And that usually, even that's enough to like diffuse the anger a little bit to, to start leading in with the empathy side of things and then understanding what's causing, uh, the thorn in the side. Yes. Yes. Especially that, like understand or figure out why you are angry or find find out why that person's angry. And, And almost all the time, if you just take the time to figure it out, it unravels almost as fast as it came. Um, as if anyone's ever experienced something like that, like they come off strong and hard, but, uh, I, and it'll stay that way unless you let off the gas a little bit and then it just kind of fizzes out on its own. So like, Hey, why, why are you having problems? Oh, well, it's this, this, and this. Oh, I get it. A hundred percent get it. And then we can evaluate and, and move on from there. 
sometimes you know you just like when the anger is just escalating 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 that's when you need to pump the brakes and like you know what let's just take five i think we're having a huge misunderstanding let's just take five uh go go grab some water or take a shit for like 10 minutes and then we'll reassess (laughs) i've i've seen many conversations go far south and it was because of one small misunderstanding but it trickled into something huge to the point where no one even remembers why they were pissed. They just knew they, once they get their emotions going, they, they rarely find the means to stop. <laughs> and, uh, or yeah, they just don't know when to stop. But again, right. That's a two-sided, uh, two-sided sword, double-edged sword. Jeez. I can't lost for words today. People, uh, it's a double-edged sword. You're getting your, you're, I mean, you're making sure your point is heard, but if you don't know when to, uh, in that conversation, or at least the shouting portion of it, um, anger is met with uh, anger, right? You fight fire with fire. Yes. And then, and then it's uh, at the end of the day, you're probably going to lose, you know, because no matter who it is, there's always somebody higher than you. And I've even been in situations, and I believe six too, where our anger was warranted and right, but because it was taken out and somebody uh, upper in the you know upper in the chain than us. Regardless of how correct we were in our statements, uh, I was still wrong and yep. punished punished for it. Yep. Uh, and, and even the people who punished me said, yeah, you were absolutely right and valid. Everything you said was correct. And they failed to do this, this and the other. But you can't talk to people that way. Yep. <sighs> and you're like, but they weren't listening. I tried. I tried doing that. I tried explaining whatever and they wouldn't listen. Doesn't matter. So. So if they're driving the train, you know, driving the car off the cliff, I'm just supposed to sit in the back seat with a smile. <laughs> no, that's when you have to elevate and you should come talk to us directly. So that's jumping in the chain of command. So, okay, I do that. And then it's going to, you're going to get upset for one, because I've experienced this too. So you hear me, but then you're upset that I skipped my own chain of command, even though the next person in the chain of command wasn't listening. You've admitted that what I brought to your attention was right, but I, because I didn't follow the chain of command, I said, well, I tried to follow the chain of command and that person, the conversation died with them. Well, then you should uh, let us know that we need to reach out to the individual. I did. I did. And I'm being punished for it. Yes. Well, we've talked to that individual, but you shouldn't uh, get out of the chain of command. And now that the next person in line in the chain of command that you superseded, now he they're upset mm-hmm. because they got jumped. So now you got two people. It's a it's a real delicate balance, people, and one that I have not figured out yet. But I'm trying. <laughs> I'll let feel, you know when I when I do. I feel so seen right now, man. Like like you just summarized my entire life for the past twenty years. <laughs> like, oh my god, he sees me. But it but it's hundred percent true. Like there's some individuals that just absolutely feel that they have to be the one to push the button or send the send the the message up line whatever man like if that's your if that's your biz if that's your your um your feel good cool but just know where if the message is so critical so important it's not going to stop with you right like you you can't be the senior person with a secret it has to keep going you know what I mean? Like, that's how things go wrong. That's how the blame game starts. That's how all kinds of crazy shit falls. And right. that's, an- that's another thing with the anger piece is like avoiding assumptions. 
because we were guilty of this too, me especially. Like, if I know a person is going to be abrasive or just be that stone wall or choke point for it, for that matter, I already know, like, I'm just going to tell you enough to to make you understand. And then I move on to whoever else who's actually willing to, to invest time and energy into whatever it is we have to say. And we've yeah. all, we've all experienced this before, right? Like say like you have a supervisor or a line chief or whatnot. That person is just like a fucking wall. Just it's easier to tell a door that it's a wall than to talk to this person. Like you would, you would rather pierce your tongue with a hole punch than talk to this person. <laughs> but uh, sometimes maybe that, maybe he's just off. Or maybe that person is just having a bad time. I don't know. But the one thing you should do is avoid assumptions. I'm learning this myself. So it's not like something I have mastered or me and myself and MVP have mastered. We're still trying to figure it out. But So I'll I'll impart a little wisdom of what I've learned uh, in my career so far in this this type of situation, right? As to managing uh, anger or the emotion of anger within the workplace. Uh, yeah, by all means, have that in-person conversation with your superior. But if they're not being responsive, uh, my suggestion would be to uh, write an email. So you'll find in many of these situations when anger is involved, people want to have just a in-person conversation. That way, nothing can be tied back to them. Uh, it becomes a he said, she said at that point. And again, rock, paper, rank you lose. Mm -hmm. So I would suggest an email. And and so as part of that effective uh, communication training that I went through, uh, one of the things I learned is, you know, uh, I do very well in writing emails because I I have time to think, review, uh, adjust, fix, whatever, what I'm typing out. In the conversation, as you guys have heard me on here, when I when I'm my I get racing brain syndrome and my mind starts working faster than my mouth can get the words out, so I stutter step a lot, and and that's been used against me as well for not being great at explaining myself. So, taking the uh, email side or the written letter side or whatever you want, and, and transcribing that into an actual conversation is very difficult to do. It takes a lot of time and practice practice. I'm still learning how to do it clearly, but my suggestion to you is write that email, sit down and type out your emotions. And I would say in that email to whoever your superior, you're writing it to your direct superior. Hey, following up with our conversation, I just wanted to recap some of the things we had talked about, blah, 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 blah. Put that in an email. You'll probably not get a response. You'll probably not get a response from that individual because, again, they don't want anything tied to them in an email that can be held that they can be held accountable for. But what you did is now have a time, date, and stamp uh, proof that you did bring something to light. Absolutely. Hey, following up with our conversation we had at this date and time, uh, you know, wanted to bullet bullet point a couple of things here, some action items out of that conversation. So. I know I had brought this to your attention and your uh, direction was to this, this, and that. So we've completed steps one, one of uh, three uh, steps, one through three of a total 10 step process that you outlined uh, to fix the issue or whatever else, you know, and that shows that you're, you're not being insubordinate. You're following up. You're 
you're uh, you're not you're you're doing what you were asked to do. You've not neglected any of that direction at all. Uh, and then, but if when it blows up, as you know it will, and they come back and say nobody said anything, you've got that email that says right here I showed you where we were at, and right here I showed you where the concerns were. We initial concerns we brought up the initial risk, right? We're talking about risk management. I brought up the initial risks and concerns. And then uh, how we work through a couple of those, but then some new ones that were brought up. Uh, and that's about the only thing you can do in that inst- in that situation. But to tie that in with the anger management part, sitting down and typing it out really <laughs> gives you time to reflect on what you're saying, right? So you choose your words more carefully. Yeah, you're direct, but you're not being obscene, you know, mm-hmm. in your uh, words that you're trying to say. So, yeah, that would be my suggestion. Type it out. Don't send it right away. Maybe type it out, leave it in draft form, come back in an hour or two, reread it, and make some adjustments if necessary, and then fire it off. And that way, because if you type exactly how you would talk, that email is going to be received very negatively, and then that's used against you in HR, right? So you've just condemned yourself in a way by by using slanderous words and other such uh, detrimental verbiage yes. in your, so no, so it, so it, again, it comes back to the, nobody hears what you're saying, excuse me, nobody hears the content of what you're saying. They just see what you said Yep. at face value, but yep. not, but not the uh, underlying issues that you were trying to bring to light. Absolutely. Yes. And I, and I love the fact that you said that because there are times too, like, uh, uh, as you're typing it out, it's your anger kind of fizzes out to a point, depending on how severe the issue was. Like you motherfucker, you know, you start like punching keys, like you're you're writing on this like 1920s typewriter, like bah, 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 <laughs> just punching away. And then as you're going through, like, well, what what the fuck, you know, like why why was I so pissed off, you know? And sometimes it may start off as you're typing as you as you talk, and then as you read through, like, wow, I sound really stupid right now. I should probably fix this a little bit or spell check tells you to fix things and like and it's kind of like this this little pump the brakes moment for you like huh oh, yeah oh, it's not sh- all one run-on sentence anymore with a bunch of uh grammatical uh catastrophes yes thrown about within within the within that run-on sentence yep that, that's Get that's a coherent thought out there right <laughs> that's me to a t right there uh, what that could also mean too is if situations like this are escalating that could be a sign of like burnout too right and that's where like um you we we talked about this earlier where sometimes you just need to go out there and touch grass or go get some sun because maybe that's what's going on like you're just you're moving so fast or you move in so persistently that you really haven't had a chance to take a break for yourself. So you, you take a moment like that one hour that um, MVP was talking about the email, you go out there, you touch grass, you get some sun, you you get that little bit of a break and it, it kind of, everything kind of slowly comes, uh, come back together. And you're like, okay, maybe I need like a break, break, you know, not just here. Maybe it's the work environment. Maybe it's the stress of the, of the work demand or whatever the case may be, or maybe it's something else that's kind of, trickling its way into work and you know you need that little bit of separation to kind of smooth things out because maybe the problem isn't the person maybe it's just stuff all the stuff trying to fit into this one tiny hole that is your attention span and it's just 
manifesting itself as anger. And that kind of... Well, and you're exactly right. But the anger manifests from trying to juggle 12 chainsaws, 16 machetes, three hand grenades with the pins pulled, and making sure that none of it hits the ground. And eventually that, like you said, that burnout, that overwhelming feeling uh, manifests into anger because... Because you're trying your best to to ta- to take on all the tasks you've been assigned, but the tasks keep coming, right? And as we we've talked about before, and most of you have experienced, uh, when you do your job really well, you get to do others' jobs too. Yes. <laughs> and I, I think of that uh, that small video clip from the show The Office, the American uh, version, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it was Michael Scott, which is uh, he goes. You know, snap one day, right? <laughs> you know, you know, I'm gonna snap one day, right? Like that just, that just cracks me up. But I feel that one. You know, it's a, uh, it's a tough thing to do, but but you have to be able to manage that anger as as a as a leader, a manager, and as the employee because uh, it it typically isn't going to work out for anybody uh, after that. Now, you know, again, rock paper rank. If you don't have the rank, you're probably going to lose. But you might have to be. You might be subject to remedial training, several days without pay until they figure out what they're going to do with you. You know, mm-hmm. those kind of things. So you won't. It's not like a ha ha. I won. It's like a no. You won by them allowing you to keep your job for a little while longer. Right, and that's but, one of the yeah. key consequences that sometimes we're not aware of. Like if you keep on going with these uh, volatile outbursts, like. Eventually, this guy, you know what? You're a detriment to us. You're a detriment to the overall goal that we're trying to achieve here. So the best thing for all of us to do and for everyone else's safety, really, is to just get rid of you. And we've seen that happen many a times where some individuals, they just can't control themselves or they have that one outburst that just like disrupts a lot of stuff. And the safest way to mitigate that problem is just to get rid of the source, right? And vice versa to this like say if the work environment is the one that's being the problem that might be a sign for you that you know what this place is too much uh i know i'm not like this but somehow being here makes me like this so that might be a sign for you to maybe you need to seek other ventures elsewhere right because some places no matter how much you try to go with the flow or how much you try to influence some type of uh change it it's it's not going to happen in the time frame that you need it to. So we've, we've done it ourselves where like, you know, this is not working out. We need to move on. And that might be a hard pill to swallow sometimes, especially out of the security piece of it all. But if you're going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, if you're going to walk into a place and your first emotion, your first reaction is either, either burnout or anger, <laughs> that might be a sign. <laughs> so, yeah. And, uh, and there's ways you can try to help that without just walking out the door, right? You yes. can, hey, uh, you mind if I, you know, if there's a, a certain part of the aspect of the job you enjoy more than the others, uh, you know, uh, bring that up to your boss, even though they might be the ones who are currently upsetting you. Say, hey, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed, you know, um, getting involved uh, with that uh, APU change, that was that was kind of interesting. I enjoyed doing that on that, or I I really like troubleshooting uh, this one this one avionics problem. Would you mind, you know, next few AVI jobs that require troubleshooting come in, pairing me up with uh, 
one of the more experienced troubleshooting techs, you know, and, and, and at least you're, at least you're, it's still showing your, your boss that, Hey, you're volunteering for stuff and to learn new things, but it also playing that sub subhuman Yahtzee game. You're, you're, you're kind of getting what you want out of it too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, just a thought for all of you out there. Uh, and, and mind you, as I'm telling you a bunch of these things, I'm sitting here actively reflecting on personal experiences and, you know, I still undergo uh, certain rage inducing moments uh, within my career that I have to work to understand, to get through, to know why I'm doing that. So, you know, it's kind of a do as I say, not as I do thing in some instances. <laughs> I mean, you know? I'm just, I'm in the exact same way. And sometimes, you know, like uh, you, you need some of those to kind of hit you in the face. So you're like, was it really the situation or was it just me? Right. And in some of my cases, probably like a good 40% of it was, was my fault. So <laughs> I, I know that. No, that's, that's exactly right. That's where there's coming back to type in those emails. Uh, you'll learn, you know, you'll learn. And especially when you have, when you seek uh, mentorship or guidance from uh, a, a senior individual, somebody who's, who's made it pretty high into the, into our career and our, our industry. Right. Um, and they didn't get there by, by these ones that you're going to seek guidance from. They didn't get there by just kissing ass the whole way. They, they, it was trials and errors, uh, a lot of regrouping, re-strategizing and, and moving forward. Uh, and as you talk with them, it's really interesting how they'll, how they'll ask questions and relay their own personal experiences to make you realize that you're not 100% guilt-free or fault-free in that situation either. Uh, you know, they, it's weird how they say, well, what was your response? You know, well, I said this and, uh, and if you were told that, you know, how would you, well, I guess that probably pissed me off, but I said it because they said this, well, I know, I know you're trying to fight fire with fire, but sometimes you got to know when to let the fire just burn itself out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, all you can do is keep your area, uh, from catching a, you know, setting fire so you can survive. Yes. Interesting. You know, that's a really, that's, that's a conversation I had very, very recently. And that same analogy, it was used to me. Well, you know, uh, sometimes it's gotta, it's gotta burn itself out. It, you know, you, you, you can't as a individual fight an 80,000 acre forest fire. Sometimes all you can do is keep your immediate area safe. So you, you make it through. Yes. Very yes, man. Like, I granted, we're still learning this for ourselves. Like, how do the and the situations always change? So it's not like it's a one size fits all solution. But once you kind of understand what's going on, it's a lot of things piss you off less. If that makes any sort of sense, like, or it takes more for it to get to you, right? So it's like, okay, I understand. I understand. Yes, yes, this and that. I'm still mad. I'm just not going to give you my reaction. And I, and I feel like that's probably like one of the ones that just really just egg on people is when they, they, they use their anger to solicit a response and you just don't react to them in the same fashion that they, that they are giving you. Oh, it drives them nuts. <laughs> right. But it, 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 kill it with kindness. Yeah. And, and I think that's how a lot of service um, industry people really win is like, well, I'd, I'm, I'm going home. I'm happy. So you can be as mad as you want, but at the end of the day, I walk away. I'm happy. I got paid. 
and my my livelihood is not affected by your outbursts. So in the end, that uh, those that person like really wins the case, even though you've won the shouting match. Like, whatever, man. Like you're the one who's losing energy out of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, like I'm still gonna go home in six hours, and you're still gonna be angry. So <laughs> I'm I'm living rent free in your head. Congratulations! <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, don't yeah. Well, that's a good one, six. Don't let people live rent free in your head. Yeah, and, and like I said, uh, six knows this probably better than anybody around, except for maybe Kool Aid. But you know, in the last few months for me have been uh, every day, every day that the. the the demon that consumed Angron was consuming me mm-hmm. and it was affecting everything that I did. I mean, every conversation I had, it consumed, it consumed, uh, the topic of discussion, my thoughts and my personal time, uh, into kids activities, you name it. <clears throat> and it's taken me a long time to, get to the point where I really don't dwell on it anymore. And mm-hmm. I've had to take steps to make essentially my current situation work for me. It wasn't going to improve because somebody else was trying to make it improve for me. I had to make it work for me to survive in my current area until that next step in the career comes. Right. Mm-hmm. That's Very- where that's, that's that's kind of what I I want to impart on you guys is is uh, make it work for you because n- nobody else my my mother told me has told me this my whole life nobody's gonna make you happy except for you so so and it's kind of almost bleak in in a way but uh, everything's gonna suck so just make it suck less for yourself yes Ooh, that's a good one yeah. I love that I love that <laughs> any any other uh, f- final words of endearment or um stage advice you want to give <laughs> uh yeah don't don't let the butcher's nails uh embed themselves too deep in your mind Ooh, i like that i like that one a lot that's kind of like that whole rent free thing in your head like don't let it be that one man like uh they can live rent free in someone else's they don't let it be yours and again like you're in control of your own emotions right um well there is a saying i can't remember 100 percent how it went it's like uh uh, what you can't control, let it be. And those stuff that you can't control, own it. Something like that. Um, but what we're we're trying to get at is, is exactly what MVP said. Like, don't let the butchers know. Dig deep. Don't let them live rent free. If you can afford, if you can afford to, like, avoid the triggers if possible. Understand why it's happening, and it, if it's becoming too much for you, seek some kind of help. Whatever that help is, right? As long as it's positive, it's it's healthy. Hopefully, with some kind of professional guidance, use that. There's so many resources out there. There's so many people that you can tap onto that can help guide you through it. Hey, you can reach out to us. I mean, we're still we're learning it ourselves, but we'll we'll get there with it <laughs> with you. Yeah, but I'll, I'll impart I'll impart whatever you know. I, I think I've mentioned before. I have a a couple of mentors. One in the industry I work, but a different uh, different department, and one not in the industry at all, but both are very storied career professionals. And, and I've, they, they have quite a bit of uh, sage advice that they've given me and tactics to use to better myself. And essentially it all ties back into the, 
making it making your current situation work for you until the next opportunity presents itself very very true so true i'm you know i'm actually gonna write that down my damn self but hey let us know what you guys think right like what are some tips that you do to help uh, manage your anger what are some things that you know that you've seen that would spark an anger or what's some things that you thought was one thing but then as you dwelled on it it became something else or you realized it was something else Hey, let us know in the comments, our social medias, our emails, our website. The absolute best way to get in touch with us, get some feedback and, you know, touch base with us is through our Discord channel via our Patreon. We have all sorts of conversations just like this amongst each other. We learn some things. We pass on some things, all of which is to make things suck less, (laughs) as MVP has said. Like everything's going to suck, but try to make it suck as little as possible for yourself. And sometimes that takes a little bit of self-awareness and and self-realization. So, hey, reach out to us. Let us know. And on that note, everyone, thanks again for listening. And we'll see you all again on the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. We would like to take this time to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to make episodes, maintain our gear, and create merch for all of our listeners. With special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Eric Shaw, Dan Schubert, Ryan Frushauer, Kyle Keir, Mike Sherwood, Caleb Stockhill, and Jennifer Brofer. Thank you all so much for your support and patronage. If you like our show, please support us on Patreon. You'll receive awesome perks like access to our private Discord, discounts and early access to our merch, first glimpse of our comics and other projects, and so much more. You can further support us and show off your prowess as an aircraft specialist by visiting our shop at cancelformaintenance.com. If you like classy or rugged watches, visit our affiliate Rockwell Time at rockwelltime.com. Use the code CX, the number 4MX, to save 10% off your total order. If you have suggestions for the show or you'd like to be a guest on the show, send us a line on our contact us section at cancelformaintenance.com and we'll do what we can to get both your ideas and yourself on the show. Please support us on social media like Facebook at Cancel for Maintenance, Instagram at C-A-N-X for Maintenance Podcast, or Twitter at C-X-M-X Podcast. Please check out our new comic series on the Tapas app. Like, share, subscribe, and comment on our comics. Let us know what you think. Thank you all so much for your support and listenership, and we will catch you all next time.